Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we'll chat with Shannon Rodeberg. We've recorded this a couple weekends ago at Brew Brew in Logan Square, a time when the phrase social distancing was not in our collective vocabulary. You can follow Shannon at theroad.style. Let's begin. All right, so it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and we are here at Brew Brew in Logan Square, and I'm here with Shannon. Hello. Shannon, how long have you lived in Chicago for? Uh, so I moved here six and a half years ago, short stint, left, but only half a year. So Where'd you go? Six years altogether, London, oh, study abroad. Nice. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different, a little different. But came here for school, uh, went to DePaul, so lived there for the four years and then stayed to work as well. It's been good. Nice. Yeah, feels like home. So you're in Logan Square now, right? Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what other neighborhoods have you stayed in? Uh, all of them kind of in the same vicinity, so Lincoln Park, Lakeview, Roscoe Village, and Uptown slash Boynton Park. So this is wow. my first time not being near near the lake <laughs> yeah so so how do you like it over here which neighborhood do you identify with most um you know i really like this neighborhood because i feel it's very different than what you see over in lincoln park i mean lincoln park lakeview roscoe they all have similar feels maybe a little bit different like in logan you know i live across from a polish basilica and uh it's very like um traditionally Polish but now a more Hispanic population mix and like you see both those cultures and for me that's just so much more fun so I wouldn't say like I identify with it it's not uh, necessarily like a culture I grew up with but I enjoy it more because it feels more unique um, and just family oriented but because I spent so long over in like Lakeview uh, that's the place I would say I know the best, just from years of being there. Um, but I haven't found a neighborhood yet that feels like that this is it, you know? Oh, and I live downtown. That's when I also miss. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a, I lived right different. downtown Washington and Wells. That was... Okay, yeah. It was good. Five-minute walk to work. Great. But, uh, <laughs> that's certainly a benefit. <laughs> yeah, a little strange. So if you have an open Saturday, how would you choose to spend it? Uh, you know... I generally like to go out with my friends. I feel like I have a couple of really great friends who know how to find completely new spots in the city and very different and unique. So generally, if I could have any choice, it would be them choosing where to go and I would follow because uh, I'm always surprised and I really enjoy being able to not just go to the same spot every time. Um, Do you feel like there's higher expectations if you like decide where you, where you guys go? Oh, if I have to decide? Yeah. yeah, I get really nervous. Yeah? But I think my friends sometimes get annoyed. The other weekend we were meeting up for brunch. They're like, you can choose. You can really choose. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. That's way too much pressure. But, I mean, it also keeps me on my toes and yeah. hopefully is easier next time Like people are visiting because mm -hmm. I'm thinking of it more often. Um, but there is a pressure because everything they have is so, as I said, unique. Yeah. But I feel like if I choose something that's a chain and I don't know it or since I'm not from here, there might be things I think are interesting that people who actually are from Chicago are like, that's old. <laughs> no one goes there. So 
I feel it, but you know, they don't judge. So what's the rest of the day look like? Uh, I mean, ideally a museum. I love going to the museums here. I feel like we have, I mean, I've been to, you know, Paris, I've been to London, I've been to some pretty amazing museums, and I still prefer ours, uh, Art Institute specifically. I really love the Impressionist exhibit, so that, uh, that would be ideal. Maybe some time on the river walk since that's close by. Uh, things that probably seem touristy, but... You know, I've, when I was living in London, I feel like I came back and I didn't take advantage enough of being there and just, like, going and spending time by the tourist attractions. And it's because I wanted so hard not to be one. And then I missed out on some of those great moments because yeah. I was, you know, maybe worried about not feeling like I was actually part of that culture. And so here I'm trying to just take advantage of that more and not care about going to the typical spots because yeah. someday when I move those will probably be some of the things I really miss and realize the uh, the loss for them what's the most impressive museum you've ever been to oh god um honestly I, realistically the art institute is still my favorite wow yeah yeah i mean I, for me impressionist art is my favorite and okay. so i feel like they just have such a great collection my favorite um Mon not, yes my favorite monet is there uh degas i really like i grew up doing dance so like a lot of his uh, ballet picture or uh, paintings are just yeah. really speaking to me but i also saw the van gogh museum in uh, amsterdam that was okay. really cool and uh philadelphia the um or no pittsburgh the andy warhol museum was something that really blew me away. I don't think I realized how much he transformed his art. You know, everyone knows him for his f most famous pieces like the Marilyn Monroe and the Campbell's yeah. Chicken Noodle, but um, I'm really into fashion design and realizing he started out in some of that was just yeah. a really cool experience. And the museum itself is just really well laid out. Um, so so it's that a, maybe is up there, that's up there, but it's just one okay. artist, so. Have you been to the Museum d'Orsay? In no. Paris, it's like no, a impressionist museum. It's an old train station turned into like impressionist museum or like art of the late nineteenth century. Oh my gosh, it's I should great. have gone. When I went, it was one of those like you go on an excursion with all the people you're studying abroad with. Yeah. So it was it was oh, pretty sure. set. So we did like the Louvre, the kind of the basic. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good thing to keep in mind next yeah. time you go back to Paris. When you think of Chicago, what colors do you imagine first? Uh, you know, I usually think of like a, a teal, a light blue. I used to live in uh, Buena Park and I overlooked Montrose Beach. And so every day for a year, well, almost every day, um, the sky would be the same color as the lake and they'd just be this bright turquoise. And I feel like for me that was just the moments that kind of took my breath away. And so that's what I always think of now with the city is kind of looking over that that bright blue sky or going on the uh, architecture boat tours when my family's been here we've been blessed with some really great days like that too where the skies are just this turquoise blue and i think i maybe just reference some of my like favorite moments in chicago to that color um so that's usually what i think yeah that's cool so you, you choose a color that 
has to do with your experience here. Yeah. And yeah. A lot of my things are Moments. based on emotions or feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just how I kind of relate in that way. But yeah, I don't. I don't think as I think literal of things I've necessarily seen that are specific to Chicago, but yeah. the memories behind them. Yeah. I love that. What's your proudest moment as a Chicagoan? Uh, you know, so when I uh, was at DePaul, I would live in Lincoln Park, but I'd have to take the Brown Line downtown. I was in CDM, so that was in right by Jackson. And I would take Brown Line, and we'd go across the river, and we'd see kind of that break of all the buildings up on the river walk. And I'd always look at the Leo Burnett building and think, like, that'd be so cool to work in a building like that someday. That'd just be such a city thing. You know, I came from a really small town in Minnesota and I just wanted to be in the big city and that was kind of I think the the pinnacle of what it meant to to be in a city and four years later here I was working at that building and at the time I was in film so I didn't even think I'd be going into advertising and it just kind of was this moment of wow this building that I looked at almost every day for four years and thought this would be the pinnacle of Chicago ended up being where I was working. Wow! And uh, then so when I beautiful. lived downtown with that, it was just like I was living the Chicago life. I was in the downtown high rise, you know, could walk to work in this in this tall building. And yeah, it was just kind of a, a serendipitous moment. And I feel like that's when I really felt like I belong in Chicago. It's always been, it's been home for a while, but that was a I am a Chicagoan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If someone were to visit you from out of town, what restaurant would you take them to? So when I, um, my family came here, obviously a couple times before I decided to go to school here, and we ended up going to Jake Melnick's, which is down in Streeterville, um, close to Mag Mile. And they have these firecracker wings, which are amazing. Apparently they're award winning. and. I always like to bring people there because it's like one of the first memories I have and my family will still go back normally and it's, you know, some people happen to know about it but for being kind of a bigger restaurant I feel like it's not as popular as I would expect so I always like to go there. It's, you know, it's not hoity-toity but it's also not completely a hole in the wall and has a really good variety of food Um, but yeah, those firecracker wings, I mean... I'll go there just for myself. I recommend it to people because I want them secretly. I'm like, this is a great nice. excuse to go and have some again. So you said you were from a small town in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your parents' reaction when when they come to the city? Um, I mean, we, we came here a couple of times as kids. I think that's a reason I wanted to go here is because it felt familiar, but yet far enough away that I could really try to be on my own and experience my own life. But, you know, it's interesting because I always look to my parents in those times as being the ones who told you how to react in a city and then now being the person from here and like having my parents or my family visit, um, it's, it's become a lot better than it was. But when they first were visiting, I'd be like, okay, put your wallets in your front pocket. Please don't do that. Please stop like talking to that person on the train. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. Um, you know, I think they love the city. They love an excuse to like go visit their children right. um, and, and have some place fun to, to go. But um, 
I think they always thought that eventually I'd just realize that the city was too big for me. Even when we came here on like college visits, they were just waiting. It was the windiest day I think we'd had in uh, I don't know, years. Boats were turning over in the harbors and they were like thinking I would maybe pull back and I could not wipe the smile off my face. Yeah. So I think they're still very amazed um, that I'm here. They really enjoy it, but they're definitely not they don't feel like small town people. I yeah. think we were lucky enough to travel as kids for my dad's work, so they're used to seeing and visiting cities. I think it's more their reaction to just me living here and yeah. like really enjoying it enough to stay here indefinitely versus doing this as a short stint for college and then moving to a small town again. But they're very supportive. Gotcha. They like it, and I no longer am as nervous when they visit. <laughs> What's your hidden gem in the city? Uh, so um, there is this bar right under Washington and Well Brown Line Stop, Washington Wells Brown Line Stop called Stocks and Blondes. Okay. Um, it's a super dive bar. It's a lot of you know businessmen going there before they like want to go home. You know they they need a drink before they uh, take the metro. Yeah, back. yeah. But it was right across the street from my place downtown, um, and my coworker used to take the metro out, and we were really close, so we'd always go there first, and then I'd walk home, and he'd go to the train, and it, it's it is just it's great price drinks. It's very loud, which I enjoy, like a good loud oh, dive bar. Just not every day, but um, it's a it's a fun vibe, and they have killer pretzels every time. Pretzels. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good like soft pretzel. So like do so they they, they bake them there. I mean, I don't really know what goes on behind the you scene. I assume. I mean, it's warm, so they have to bake them yeah. somehow. I I wouldn't say it's a type of place that would be a bakery that would actually make it yeah. from scratch. I'm thinking of like those pretzels at uh, like concession stands. <laughs> it's definitely games. not. It's not. Yeah, it's definitely not on like a little uh, like rotisserie yeah. or whatever those things are. No, I think I think it's a little more than that. But what sound do you most affiliate with Chicago? Uh, definitely the L. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It's so iconic, and I know other cities have, obviously, train transport, but something about Chicago's L is just different to me. Mm -hmm. And I've also, when I came back from London, I had to book an apartment um, before I had been here. I needed a place to live. And I showed up, and my window was right outside the uh, the Wellington Brown Line stop. I okay. mean, like I could I could open my window and touch the <laughs> rungs that nice. go up to the train. And so for a whole well six months that I lived there, it would be the train blocking out the sun during the day and lighting up my room at night. And I had a I started watching all movies and shows with subtitles, and I still do because I couldn't understand what was happening. Um, but even though it was so loud and obnoxious, it's like a feeling of home. Yeah. And then when I was living downtown Washington and Wells, we had a balcony. So my roommate and I would just sit out there at night and play music and watch the train go by and listen to the cars honking and the sirens. I think just like any traffic noise yeah. is what I affiliate with it in a very loving way to the point that I need sound when I go home to my small town because it's too quiet for me. Yeah. Um, when I sleep, I find it calming to hear that soothing sound of like that train and yeah. 
So that, that's for sure my Chicago sound. What was that like living downtown with the balcony during the summer? One of my favorite places on yeah. Earth. Yeah. Um, again, it, you know, with coming from such a small town and it being kind of this pinnacle of like, I really live in a city. I can just go sit on my balcony and there's always motion. I think that idea of like, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. Like I could go sit on that balcony at 3 a.m. and there'd be people who would walk by at some point or the train or, you know, a car would go by. And it was just such like a, a calming moment for me. And I think it allowed a lot of introspective thoughts because um, you also don't like go bring your computer and watch a movie out on the balcony right you typically just, not no. no I mean if you're doing that like you're <laughs> doing it wrong um, so you just listen to music and stare and I think we had some of our best conversations there and you know you'd have someone the lady who was next to us would always be out smoking a cigarette when we would be out there and it was almost this kind of like we're not talking to each other but a connection and I think that's something in general I love about the city is just feeling a connection to people you don't know you don't have to talk to but you maybe see them on the train every so often on your morning commute or whatever it is and so in the summer like on the balconies forever going to be a memory that's just burned in my brain in the best way possible I love that what music has influenced you the most during your time in the city? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say anything specific. I feel I grew up in a very musical family. My dad went to school to be a musician before he came, became an engineer. Um, he actually plays in a band now. My mom always sang, and I grew up with him playing live piano and playing just such an eclectic range that I feel like that's so instilled in me to really be eclectic that I didn't come here and have certain things that spoke to me more. I think I always create playlists, um, usually after the fact, sometimes before, like whether I travel or going through a certain point of my life, and I attach to those memories at that time. So it's not necessarily like a certain type of music that influenced me over my whole time in Chicago, but more so just like such a variety of music that I can pinpoint to specific times of my life or things I was going through while I've been here, I will say within the last like two years um, is when I started hanging out more with Justina and we became really close uh, and she DJs, you know, and so while there's some songs that I know and we connected over that a lot, just kind of that love of music, she introduced me to so much more of um, just house music, more disco. We didn't listen to a ton of disco growing up. Um, or just 80s and so I'd say in the last two years those have been more influential and something that I see more specific to Chicago and something I probably wouldn't have naturally stumbled upon Um, but as a whole over my six years it's really been just like a mix of of moments and what I hear from a specific person and that's kind of attached to that moment forever but not specifically to Chicago. What's a common scene you see in your everyday interaction with the city? Uh, I feel like every day is a little bit of a different day. I I feel like there's some commonalities, right? Like the packed L trains. I feel like there's always the people who are 
pushing each other, can't get back on the train. That's a pretty common occurrence I see. So right? you, you commute to work off. every day on the train, right? Mm-hmm. The blue on line? the blue line, which okay. is a big change for me coming from having red and brown to mm. take. I felt like it was just a little less packed. Um, blue line is just consistently packed with people and people with their suitcases trying to get in from O'Hare while it's rush hour. <laughs> Someone is, gets off the train to let someone else off and then can't get back on the train. You've seen that before? Oh, yeah, all the time. Because people I would are like, oh, that. someone gets off, so I'm going to spread out and take up more room now. And I'm, no. It happened to me once. And that's why I always push to get as far inside the train as I can now, just so I don't have to get off. That's such a big aspect of living in Chicago, the rush hour commute on the L. And I've really never experience that much because I if I do go like downtown my schedule is like later in the morning and it's just like clear <laughs> it's just like us just chilling on the train it's like <laughs> oh like two hours ago this was insane on you yeah oh yeah I mean there'd be times where especially at the end of the day going home I it takes two trains before I can actually get on to one wow um, usually going there is a little better because I'm far enough north that there's enough for me to at least get on and whatnot. But once I'm leaving, it's uh, Clark and Lake, which is the big hub for kind of the business district. Mm. So it's packed all the time. But kind of on that note, too, I often I feel like I've seen our performers either down on the L platforms or um, anytime I'm walking downtown, I feel like there's a ton of musicians, especially the ones who play... Uh, like drums on the buckets. Oh, yeah. I feel like boys. that's something yeah. that I see a lot. Now, it's not everyday interactions, but definitely common and something that just feels, yeah. again, like the city. If you were given secret information that Chicago would be destroyed in one week, what's one quality you would choose to keep to rebuild the city? I think, I mean, speaking back to like the Art Institute, um, between all the public art we have here and just like some really great architecture. Now I know the city's being destroyed, so can't can't keep all the architecture, that'd probably be aside from the point. But, um, you know, I just would want to make sure that that feeling of art is preserved in some way. I think it's such an underrated city overall and the both like outside structures that we have to art and the museum access we have Um, is just really interesting for being in the Midwest that you wouldn't expect. And so I would love to save, I mean, specifically the Impressionalist wing. That's it, at the Art Institute. (laughs) That's all, I'll bring that with me wherever we go and I'll save all those. But uh, I just would hope that that could be something that would survive or would be able to be rebuilt, even though I know art is so historic. What's one small thing you would do to improve your neighborhood or the city as a whole? I feel like something I'd really like to see is um, a center for local businesses and artists. You know, you can go to a coffee shop or you can go to different places and maybe see a couple, but being able to have a central location where like in that neighborhood this is where all of them can be highlighted and you can find out Mm. about people who locally run businesses who live in the area whether it's an actual storefront or something they do online or in other ways 
and have, you know, again, local arts from that neighborhood or even a couple of neighborhoods. And I know there's local galleries around, but sometimes it seems so local to just Chicago as a whole. And I feel like there's so much more than that. And then just like putting local as a big city thing and trying to bring it more into neighborhoods to help support each other. And I think it's such a a cool thing to see how different people who live in the same area can have such a different viewpoint on how they approach artwork or how they approach businesses in a way that you wouldn't expect someone to be running this type of business in like a a certain neighborhood or even in Chicago as a whole. But yeah, I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. I'm not sure how they'd be making money, maybe some commissions, but. That's interesting. I just, that's an idea I just never, never thought of. I didn't either until you asked me the questions. Good. Well, I'm so. glad I heard that. <laughs> when people learn you're from Chicago, how do they respond and what's your reaction? <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends on who. If I don't know them, it's a random stranger. I feel like usually either they're like, oh, okay, and they don't really know much because they're maybe not, you know, not from if they're like from Europe or something it's hit or miss if they even really understand Chicago I feel like they usually point to New York or LA or something like that but um, if they know of Chicago a lot of the time I feel like I get wow yeah that's a really underrated city and then I just agree and heartfelt gush about how underrated it is to the point that they probably get annoyed because I (laughs) just can't keep talking about how great it is and I'll talk about Lakeshore and all of that Um, you know and if it's people I think people not only my family but from my small town still are surprised I get the question often are you still in Chicago are you still there wow I can't believe that like you're still in a city like is it scary like is there have you have you seen violence like you walk out at night by yourself, um, which I I understand and also have you know seen enough to be nervous in the city. But I think a lot of times people just jump to that because of course that's what you see on the news and they highlight a lot of um, that's what they're going to hear about is the violence in Minnesota. And so I usually have to talk through no, or, you know, like they'll talk about certain areas. I'm like, well, honestly, you could, it could be anywhere. Like it's, um, it's completely random. You could be in the nicest neighborhood and still have violence, you know? So that's something that I usually have to push down a little bit and be like, any city is going to have its, its things. I've seen a lot more violence too, in just like a small town before, so... When you feel overwhelmed or need a mental escape, but you can't leave the city, where do you go to clear your mind? Definitely one of the harbors, usually Montrose, because I live so close. So I think that's uh, the most familiar to me now. But, um, you know, I feel a lot of people go to the beach really often, and I'm not a fan of crowded areas if I'm trying to go think. I love the skyline, and I'm really drawn to water. I always have been, and so being able if it's a nice enough day to go outside and just like sit on one of those steps and stare out at the the skyline is a really nice place to reset and think and not be bothered um but i don't like being completely remote so it's still part of that that city but uh an escape as you said what's something you're curious about recently (laughs) so many things 
you know, I I try to live my life my life through curiosity. I actually one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Leo Burnett, which is curiosity about all aspects of life. I think is still this still the greatest secret of creative people. Um, and I might have repeated it again. Yeah, as I stumble over my words, curiosity about all things in life, I think, is still the secret of great creative people. And I might have somehow switched up a couple of those words <laughs> in the order there. But um, I, I like to live that way, and I don't think it's just great creative people. I think it's just great people, you know, being curious about other humans and, like, people who are different from you and how they grew up and trying to understand a different point of view or understanding history and how we got to where we are. And I think there's so much to just like go through life not it's not that you don't have to feel confident in things you know but also being humble enough to just be like I might not know and I just need to be open to whatever I'm going to experience and like question things in order to better understand um and I think that's you know on that line something I have been curious about as it relates to a city is when my time of Chicago will will come to an end and I don't think it will ever be completely done I feel like this is a place I could see settling in eventually because it's close enough to home in the Midwest but it's still a city Um, but I am at that point in my life where I also want to figure out what it looks like in another city that's again completely different before I decide to kind of close that down so I've been curious about what that right type of choice would be, you know, because yeah. New York or California or I uh, would love to go abroad and what type of city would be a place where it's just completely different and I can keep meeting new kinds of people and see a new way of life. Yeah. Within the past five years of living here, what personal realization has improved your outlook on life the most? I think... Um, on the same point of people are all so different, mm-hmm. I think the realization that like it's okay to be completely myself and different because everyone else is, and and meeting people who are so like their lives and their journeys are a mix match of experiences, but somehow you can still have these connections and commonalities and relate to someone whose life looks nothing like what your life growing up was is just kind of mind-boggling to me and I feel like it's really helped me realize as everyone goes through their insecurity and of course I don't think it ever completely goes away but has helped me to just embrace that my story is different and that's good and who I am as a different person is how it should be no one should ever be the same Um, that's just not how life was meant to happen and it's not to say people in my small town are all the same by any means but it's much more similar backgrounds than being in a city with people from all over the world or country and cultures and um, that has just been exciting to experience. What's something you're excited about for the next five years? I think seeing where my career will go. I, you know, started in film for school. I went into advertising, um, and I recently launched my own business around mindfulness and uh, styling, and kind of making that connection between the psychology and emotions of fashion and how that really—it's more than just like this vanity and 
it's something that's really excited me, but I'm also not sure where that will lead. And I before have always been someone who wants to know all the time what is my goal I need to know so that everything I do is going towards (laughs) that and for the first time in my life I think I'm excited to just not know and to just kind of keep putting out that energy towards what I want keep being excited about it and curious about it and just see what kind of comes to me through the universe and where it will lead because I know it will go somewhere but to your point earlier of when you're so focused, I think, on one type of outcome, you close off your mind to all the other things that are going on because you're not looking for them, and so they pass you by. And when you kind of allow yourself to just be more mindful and notice things happening, it kind of tells you itself, and it it feels um, more serendipitous of finding that little thing someone said or stopping to actually say hi to the person standing next to you in a coffee line and figuring out that their background is exactly the type of mentor you need is something that in especially the last six months has blown my mind and I'm just so excited to see in the next five years like if I just keep this up what type of people will I meet and and where can my my life and career go with that beautiful Thank you. I love it. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sitting down with me today. Yeah, thank Appreciate you for it. having me. This is fun. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Shannon at theroad.style. Use your time wisely and wash your hands. <laughs>